Welcome, everybody. We are with the I Love Real Estate Success Show. Now, the success show we have on a weekly basis, we try to keep it weekly anyway. And the whole intent behind this is to share a little bit about someone who's been out there doing some things within the I Love Real Estate community that's inspirational, that's very different, that might be motivational, but also kind of like giving you a bit of a validation that you apply the information, the training that Dimna teaches, you can get some phenomenal results. And today we have Seamus and Seamus is going to join us for our session. So Seamus, thank you so much for joining us today. Ah, absolute pleasure, Michael. Absolute pleasure. Fantastic. Fantastic. And I'm uh, really looking forward to hearing a little bit about your story and um, we should just get straight on into it. Hey, sure. Let's go. All right. So um, to get a little bit of an idea about, you know, like, you know, where you've come from and so forth. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and also before you got involved with the community? Because I know yeah. that, um, you know, everyone that comes into the community, we're, we're all coming in for different reasons. We've got mm -hmm. different kind of places and so forth. What's what's your story before I Love Real Estate? Sure. Um, I have been in Australia coming up to 22 years. My wife and I came over. Uh, it was the corporate world. Corporate mm -hmm. world brought, brought us both over. Um, had very traditional... Uh, corporate roles uh, I was able to move very quickly um, in the corporate world got to the point of sales leadership for a lot of the U.S. multinationals bringing product and service into Australia um, through that grew developed uh, my career um, I got to the point where I recognized what growth and development could do in your career um, and I started to recognize that there were areas of life that I wanted to get more experience and exposure to. Um, and as you can appreciate, the corporate world wants you to stay in the corporate world. Um, and I've always had a passion for property. I think that came from, you know, being uh, surrounded by, um, you know, su surrounded by property as an asset class, but not necessarily understanding the value of the asset class. Mm -hmm. um, and I was very creative. My wife's an interior architect. Um, so between the both of us, we were always very creative in terms of what we wanted to, you know, potentially build for ourselves from a uh, house perspective. Um, and we got to the point where we we actually wanted to create um, our, our portfolio to, to give us the next, I uh, guess, leg up um, because we wanted to experience more of life. Uh, the corporate world obviously was in, has been incredibly um uh, you know, it's been a great place to be. It has delivered significantly for both of us. Um, but we have this thing that we love to travel. Mm -hmm. uh, we love to experience everything that the world has to offer. And, and it's hard to do that on four to six weeks holiday. Um, so we started to think through, well, what are the different avenues that are available um, to be able to do that? And obviously property came uh, front and center. Um, but we didn't know the ins and outs and the depth of uh, what uh, you needed to know in the property world and that's actually when I went looking to learn more um, and I did my research and one of the the programs that came up was the I Love Real Estate uh, program so that that kind of took me to that point. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you so coming from a corporate background as, as you mentioned um, you probably really understand the value of training because the in the corporate industry, you know, you, you're getting a lot of training, aren't you, with with your role and 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 what you were doing. 
Absolutely. And, and that goes not just myself, but because we were bringing and buildings, you know, sales, operational, uh, maintenance, management teams into Australia, we had to bring everyone on that journey, which meant that we had to take them from their current state into their proposed state of, of being able to, to deliver to the client and to the customer. So training was, you know, a massive aspect of everything that we did in the corporate world. But the main difference was, is we now had to indoctrinate it into what we did on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we would have a new product, a new service that would turn up. We'd have to understand the ins and outs of it. And then we'd have to turn that around and re-articulate the value to uh, our clients. So we had to execute on the training. So 100%. Got it. Got it. So very interesting as a start. So you're already kind of like you're understanding the value of the training. And, yeah. and of course, you're searching for it because you knew that's what you needed in order to achieve what you wanted to achieve. Yeah. You're, you're, you're absolutely spot on, Michael, because, you know, in the corporate world, that, that was the only way that you knew how to execute is that you had to have prior knowledge and understanding. So in, in my world, I realized that there was a different avenue available in the property world. So the first thing I went looking for is I need some training. I need some experience and exposure in something that I didn't have at the time. Mm -hmm. Out of interest, did you like, um, some people often will kind of go, you know what, I want someone else to do it for me. Was that an option for you? Or because you're in the corporate space, you're kind of going, no, 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 I need to know myself because you want to take responsibility for your <laughs> journey. Was that something that came up for you? Yeah. There's, there's, the reason I laughed is, in in everything I do, I need to understand it. As an I, I I'm a, I'm a train engineer by background, um, which means that I always have to understand the nuts and bolts. I have to be able to tear it down and then put it back up. You know, in terms of putting it back together. So I, I completely agree. It was always something that I had to figure out, as opposed to outsourcing it to somebody else. Mm, mm, awesome, awesome. So um, we've got a little bit of the reasons why, um, yeah. and also in, in certainly in regards to why you were wanting to join. Yeah. Um, now let me just check on this. I've just got to just do a few things here in the background of sure. Zoom. Uh, at Spotlight, there we go. Okay, cool. All good. Um, so. How did things change for you? Like once you got involved, um, what was it that you first got into? Because obviously coming from a training background, you're suddenly kind of diving in. Um, you know, actually, did you did you see Dimna uh, at a live event? Did you come yeah. along to one of the live events? So so, so my first experience of Dimna was uh, online. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a webinar. And I got access to some of her books. Um, and started, you know, that's how my training started. Um, and then the obvious next step was I've got to, I've got to go live. I've got to, you know, again, chuck it, feel it. Um, and I went to, I think it was in Sydney. Yeah, the first one I went to was a live uh, Sydney. I think it was a, a one dare. Um, and I was just blown away by the the amount of material that, you know, I have no problem saying I had no idea about at the time. Um, and it just snowballed from there and literally just went, this is, this is the right place to be. Um, that, that's how it started. 
Yeah. Okay. And and so did you just get straight into the training and go along to a boot camp? What was? Yeah. Because I'm what am I asking you is you know like when you first get in you got all this enthusiasm and you want to yeah. get involved and it's kind of like well, um, what triggered you? You know what I mean? Because sometimes when you get involved you're like oh you know I I really need the asset protection because I'm looking for the protection of the security. Others mm-hmm. are like oh, I really want the cash flow because I want to get out of my job. You know what was the, what was the thing from the training side that you really got into when you started? I think I saw it very much as uh, the path of execution. So because I didn't have the tools at the time, I saw training as being able to give me the tools to be able to execute. And my execute was very much around back to that corporate world was how do I get more out of life um, in terms of you know mentioning that travel is that we our intention is we want to travel four months a year, five months a year. You know, that, that, that is what was on our plate at the time, which meant that we had to understand how to create a cash flow machine to be able to allow us to be able to leave our corporate roles and be able to uh, continue living life, but on our terms. So I had that front and center in my mind as to that's where we're going, that's where we're heading, which meant that these are the tools that I've got to learn. These are the tools that I'm going to have to pick up. These are the tools that I'm going to have to get very comfortable with. Um, so for me, it was it was a very clear vision as to where I wanted to be. And I saw the program and the training as the vehicle that was going to get me there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it sounds like as soon as you got involved, then it would have been um, the peg in the sand would have been something that probably kind of aligned things up for you. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I really philosophically was attracted to the peg in the sand. And the, the, the message that it brought to me was this is where we are now, but that's where we're heading. And that became the core of every aspect of what we did. Um, and I must admit, it, it is one of those things that I, I still keep front and center. You know, it's, it's being able to make sure that I understand that our why, as in our WHY, as to why are we doing this, um, that, that is the motivating driving force of, you know, every aspect of why we've been able to achieve what we've achieved since then to now. Mm, fantastic, fantastic. For those of you who don't know Peg in the Sand, Peg in the Sand is Dimpner's goal setting process. So it's a journal, it's about 168 pages long. Um, when you come along to a boot camp, an ultimate boot camp, you get that as a part of the training program. Uh, program, uh, you know, in um, in physical terms, you can download it free on the website. So all students can download that free, but it's encouraged for you to, to go through maybe every, you know, uh, every 12 months, every year yeah. or so to keep you focused on where you're headed in the next two to five years. But it's very much goal setting along those lines. Yeah. 100%. And, and I mean, I just want to round that out a little bit more uh, in the sense of without having that, again, using my corporate background, without figuring out what the goal was, you know, what the vision was, it was very difficult to figure out, well, what do we do? You know, should we do it today? Should we do it tomorrow? We were very focused on this is where we're heading. This is why we're heading that direction, which meant that we had to pick up those tools as quickly as possible to be able to execute to get there. Awesome. Awesome. Now, for those of you listening in, we've just focused very much. Seamus has just described about the peg in the sand because you are going to find out the implications of getting this right and going through a really clear, distinct process, learning, training, execution, and 
what comes as a consequence of that because I tell you, I know a little bit about Seamus's story and we're going to find out a little <laughs> bit more. But this point is really, really interesting because that's a part of the process, a really part of the process that set up stages to, yeah. to, to get you lined up. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say it's, it's, a, it's a platform. Um, if you don't have that firm structure of a platform as to why you're doing what you're doing, I mean, everyone's different, but for me, it, it, it was the, the, the fuel. It was that absolute gasoline as to that kept us motivated and still keeps us motivated because, you know, we're still doing stuff and we're going to continue doing stuff. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and, and just to, to, you know, I've got a bit of a croaky voice, sorry. <clears throat> just to, to add to Michael, your point, the, I couldn't wait to get to boot camp, right? In, in my mind, you know, I, I just went, that means it's boot camp to me means that you're actually going to be doing stuff, right? This is now going to be, you know, how do I achieve all these things as opposed to the training? But for me, this was now practical. This was now that these are the tools. This is how you do it. This is an example. This is real. This is how somebody started. And I couldn't wait to get there. Mm-hmm. Out of interest, when, when you went to your first boot camp, um, did you contact the other professionals? And can you give us a bit of an idea? Because you're in a, you're in a, you're kind of entering into a different community, and there's a whole lot of different kind of students for there for very, a whole lot of different reasons. There's also, I mean, you've got the ultimate coaches, you've got the, the team from Wisdom Pacific Law, and, and mm-hmm. you've got a whole lot of team there as well. Um, how is that experience like for you? Because you, you're coming from a corporate background and most of the corporate training, it's going to be very much different coming to that kind of environment. Yeah. What was it, what was it like for you? I think that's a, that's a really great point. Um, I found comfort very quickly um, finding the wisdom team and finding the Pacific Law team. Because to me, those were the experts. Those were the guys that were going to help me go from here to there. And they were the ones that were going to articulate, Seamus, this is where you want to head to. This is, this is why you want to get there. These are the milestones that you're going to have to go through. So complete transparency. I probably spend a lot of time in the back of the room. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the idea. That's the idea of boot camp. Um, now, for those of you kind of like thinking about boot camp, we have a hybrid version. So you can go on Zoom. But the advantage mm. of coming along in person is you do. You get that opportunity. Like Seamus has just said, at the back of the room, you can interact a, a whole lot more. We try to do as best as what we can on Zoom. <laughs> I know it's not as good. But, you know, but, yeah, if you can make it to the live ones, um, you know, at least once of them, it's in a local area, that's obviously ideal. So Yeah. Um, and, 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 Michael, on that point, I actually got on a plane and went to Brisbane because the next one was in Brisbane. So I was like, I'm going to Brisbane. <laughs> couldn't wait couldn't wait it was like yeah get there in person i actually met, right. met someone as well who um who joined up in perth they flew from perth to brisbane and they were like i cannot wait i have to be there in person because it's really important for me to get this information and be to, to be able to answer any questions you want different yeah. for different people but yeah it was great to see 100 percent. yeah yeah um all right, so you've um, we've got got a really in, in, interesting insight into, into how you got going. Can you give us um, a little bit more info, and or or maybe just <clears throat> start to give us a, a you know a bit of an insight into what were the things? Because you use the word execute, you know, you get into this one of like you know you you're kind of you're learning so you can execute and take action. Hundred percent. What was the first thing or the first deal that you did when you um you know from from the training? Uh, the first deal was a land acquisition and the development of a single residential house to then keep in the portfolio and rent 
and we still have that property today mm -hmm. um and it's doing you know incredibly well um the rents has obviously continued to grow um and the equity sitting in that property is 450k um and we started that back in 2015. wow okay cool so that's the first deal yeah that was the first deal that was first deal. in my mind i was like we'll get a piece of land we'll come up with a design work with the builder um and then you know go through practical completion get the property manager you know and all these things were brand new right like okay let's let's you know go through the process um and it it was very very instrumental to the coaching that was available in terms of being able to go from concepts because we had nothing um to then go okay we're gonna we're gonna do this and we'll acquire, we'll, you know, we were involved in the design process and um, we were obviously involved in the build, handover to property management. Awesome. Awesome. So a lot of learnings in that first, in that first deal. Yeah. Massively. Um, did you, did you look at it at the deal as going, you wanted to start off a little bit small or was it, was that like, in, in you, you know, I mean, when you first started, is that, yeah, I, I think that we looked at it along the lines of let's do something that we can ring fence. Um, we can go, okay, we're, we can, we can you know, swallow as much of the intellectual property as possible because you know, there's a lot to take on. And we thought acquiring instead of buying, we were like, we're acquiring something. We're going to build on top of it. We're then going to take it. So, so to us, we felt that was manageable. Um, and not too overwhelming. Got it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And so obviously the, the deal made profit. Was it, was it, it, it was an equity deal. Is that right? Yeah. So we, 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 I, I guess we went into it with the intention of, of hold. We, we were like, we're building a cash flow, um, you know, portfolio. So we went into it knowing that because we were acquiring the land and we were developing, we'd have an equity uplift immediately. And also it meant then that the um, positive gearing of it was going to be positive from day one. So we went into it specifically for cash flow, knowing that it was to hold, but there would be equity in there from as soon as we handed over. So once again, you're aligned with your peg in the sand of creating that cash flow machine that's going to be able to allow you to take those holidays. 100%. Hundred yeah, percent. Good, good, good. Awesome, awesome. Okay, cool. Now, look, you've done a, a number of other kind of strategies and so forth. What's the next one that you? What's the next strategy that you implemented? So, so as we we got more into the training, we recognized that the more that you could leverage and get value out of one piece of land, the better. So instead of now having one piece of land and one house, we decided to get one piece of land and do a duplex. Mm -hmm. um, so we did that, I think we did that a year and a half later. Um, so we, again, acquired the land, got into the design process. We now have to understand the strata subdivision process. So we, we took a step up <laughs> um, and we now got to the point where, again, it was, an, it was a cash flow deal. We've now got two incomes as opposed to one. Um, and because we were developing it, we again went into it knowing there would be equity into it as soon as we handed over and had a tenant. The difference was, is that we, in, instead of it being one and one, it was now one and two. Um, and that was literally a year and a half later. So we've got now three income streams. 
doubled up, hey? Spot on. We, 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 we did the same effort with a little incremental growth, incremental growth in terms of we're now understanding strata and we're understanding how to strata title. Um, and the outcome was twofold for a little bit extra uh, in the sense of the learning. Uh-huh. So interesting. So you've only put a little bit more effort in. You're learning that you're putting a little bit more effort, but you're getting double the return. hundred percent. hundred percent. And and I think, Michael, it was it was really important for us to recognize, and we didn't understand it at the time. We understand it now. And you'll and as we progress in this discussion, it'll come to light some more. Is the more that we could get out of each square meter of land from a cash flow perspective is what we were focused on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so some pennies are dropping. Some you know some concepts are now coming and forming into place of of uh, the once again aligned with your peg in the sand. Awesome. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah. Now you you then went on to another strategy, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> we did. We did. And and again, I think I think it it aligns. But you're right. We we then started to look at commercial property. And the reason we looked at commercial property is we saw the cash flow. We were, we were after cash flow machines. So we recognized that commercial property, the right commercial property in the right area can deliver significant uh, cash flow return and net cash flow return from day one. So the learning here for us was we wanted very, very high cash flow. Um, but now, instead of us having to go through the development process, we are acquiring the cash flow engine being a commercial property. So, still focused on cash flow, <laughs> um, but now we were shortening the time to get to that cash flow by acquiring commercial property. So, we then acquired three commercial properties in about a year and a half. Awesome, awesome. And with the the training for uh, commercial, mm-hmm. were you were you when you entered in? Were you like an ultimate student when you first start started? Yeah, yeah. I I, I came in, you know, gym membership. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know, when when Dimna describes the different levels of her membership, gym is the ultimate. You know, yeah. the 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 next one up. Is it's like the Pilates, the yoga mm-hmm. classes, the additional kind of gym access, and then platinum is the uh, is the personal trainer. Personal trainer is at the top. So you're you're still at the gym membership now. I'm gym member. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So if you're wondering, yes, is commercial taught at gym membership? Yes, it is. Or ultimate. Yep, absolutely. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Awesome. Awesome. So things are really starting to kick into gear for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. And once again, the really thing that I'm kind of looking at is that you're very much focused and very much aligned with your intent of what you're trying to achieve. Hundred yeah. percent. Every every deal that we did, we went into it knowing what the outcome was going to be, and most importantly, it set us up for the next deal. Mm. Um, and I think that's a really important for anyone getting into property. The two messages that I want, you know, hopefully they resonate is to always start with the end in mind, always know where you're heading and ensure that the strategy that you execute on does not preclude you from the next deal. Um, and, And we have been so conscious of that in every aspect of what we do. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I believe Dipna says, um, do what your portfolio needs next. 
Yeah, what, that's not right. What you think not what you whatever. No, no, the portfolio, but your portfolio aligns with your peg in the sand because you're you've already got your end goal of what the portfolio will look like, to a certain extent. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, just just got a question here in regards to it, which might be an, an interesting one for for you to um, have a look at, and that is difference between residential and commercial. At what what point do you kind of look at well residential and then commercial from your side of when you rolled over from those two. What was the decision-making process and why did you choose to go to commercial? Obviously, cash flow was the reason. Is that? That was, that was definitely one of them. Um, I think that's a really good question. Um, we definitely went towards commercial because of the ability to create cash flow faster. We could still continue down the path of development, but as you would know, developments will take six, nine, 12 months. Um, or you could source um, a very, very strong cash flow asset. And from the date of, you know, settlement, you've got a new dollar coming in, you know, that you didn't have yesterday. The second aspect of commercial for us was because we had had the residential experience um, in terms of tenants, we recognized that commercial tenants, again, the right commercial property, um, and the right kind of tenants, you almost become part of them in terms of you know supporting their business. So we recognize that the tenancies tended to be much longer where we've got our leases are you know three plus three plus three. So in, in essence, you have a tenant that has uh, the ability to stay in your property um, for 10 years. And the difference for us was that these are business owners that are coming in to build their livelihood in your property. So the likelihood of them moving is pretty small unless they obviously grow. Um, so we, we realized that there were, that there were some additional aspects of commercial property that we had to understand. And we then recognized that we really went after a very specific kind of commercial property um, to have, the, in, in our minds, quick cash flow with longevity mm -hmm. of the type of tenant. Interesting. Good, good, good analogy between the two. Yeah, good, 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 good. But you didn't stop there, did you, Seamus? No, we didn't stop there. Um, you kept on going, didn't you? I, and, and I, and I want to now tie, <clears throat> apologies for my voice. I want to now tie why we did the next uh, iteration of our portfolio. And it's back to where we started, which was understanding how to get the most cash flow out of each square meter. And because we, we, we had built and developed in residential, we then recognized one residence versus two residences, you've doubled your income. Then we recognized the power of commercial property. We then decided to merge those two strategies and we started to develop micro apartment buildings or rooming houses. And the reasoning behind that was because you've now got a residential type of entity that we were developing 
with multiple income streams. Um, and because you were able to get multiple income streams on, you know, um, the most tenants or residents per square meter, it meant that the return or cash flow for that square meter property was at its highest. And another way that we looked at it was we were acquiring a property, traditional residential property. We were subdividing it. So we were now getting two plots of land and we were now putting two micro apartment buildings on that um, newly subdivided. So we've basically now have stacked three strategies on top of traditionally one house on a, one piece of land. So we got to the point of creating 10 micro apartments or 10 rooms for the one property. So as you can appreciate, the cash flow now associated to that is at its highest level for a residential plot. Mm -hmm. So that's why we went down that path was if, if you could see how we evolved our strategy all off the back of learning, understanding, and then coming back the second time with a more, I guess, a more strategic view, but most of all, to maximize the cash flow of what we were doing. Seamus, I just, I love how you've just described this because you've, you've covered a number of different points, but the one point that I really... Uh, really want to kind of highlight here is Dimler talks about stacking strategies. Yeah. And of course, sometimes it's like, well, what's stacking strategies? And you've just described an exact kind of scenario of how you would stack one strategy on top of another, on top of another, on top of another. That's right. Obviously, if you're looking for profit, if you're looking for a deal that's going to give you the most out of it, you're not doing one strategy, one strategy, great. But if you do another strategy on top of it, another strategy on top, and exactly what Seamus you've just described perfect example of stacking stacking strategies and you would have made profit at on each strategy with that one deal and and I think that's an important point because every time we do a feasibility study we have an exit to make sure that at every point we are in you know a profitable mode case in point every site that we acquire we obviously can subdivide and we can exit that with selling those two uh, plots of lands at a profit. So Michael, I think that's, that's incredibly important that every stack that we've done, we can exit at any of those points and still have significant profit in the deal. Mm, awesome, awesome. Strategy, strategy. Now I, I wanna actually look right at this point, I wanna find out, you're talking about some really specific strategies here. Um, and also, uh, there's a there's a whole lot of due diligence in here that you've gone through in order to be confident to kind of go down this path. Is this an evolution that's come from doing the residential, the commercial, duplex, and so forth? And then is it going back to the training? Were you going back to the boot camps, or were you relying upon the training? Was it the the professionals around you, or the or the community? I I think it was everything. I I think that we learned through our um, evolution. Um, I think that we surrounded ourselves, you know, I mean, the, the, the wisdom guys, I mean, I wouldn't be here without the first strategy that we put in place because we had a PPR, we had equity in it, no idea how to get it out. 
Um, and we sat with a strategist, figured out what we were trying to achieve, and we were able to come up with the, the execution plan. And let me stress, Michael, we executed it. <laughs> um, and that's just been our mode of operandi since is that we, you know, I still talk to the guys in Pacific Law. If they don't, if I haven't spoken to them for two weeks, they're like, something's wrong. What's going on with Seamus? Um, so I, I, I will stress that the community is crucial. The people, you know, I, I've got so many close friends that I met through the community that I still hang out with. And we're always talking about deals. So that whole due diligence process, it's become quite fluid now in the sense of everything's still Excel spreadsheets, everything's still numbers-based, um, but we've got so many people that we can that we work with so fluidly from a legal perspective, from the, you know, from a finance perspective, um, you know, the, given the portfolio that we've been able to build without having finance behind us in terms of um, finance structures behind us, we wouldn't have been able to be successful. The structures that we built these properties in, that all came from, you know, uh, the, the, the training. We, we're now entering into joint ventures. I still go back to the training. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, let me go and let me start with that because I'm a very hands-on person. I've got to understand this intimately. And then obviously I'm not the expert, but conceptually I need to get it. And then I'll go to the experts and then together we'll put the, the, you know, the details together and then we execute. The roundabout way in answering that question, I still jump on webinars. I still go to boot camps. I still engage, you know, to me now it's, it's life. It's, it's my lifestyle. These are the people that I hang out with. Mm -hmm. So, so good to hear. Um, and the thing that um, certainly we notice as well um, from the organizational side, we see the regular people coming back again and again and again. It's that interaction. It's the ones that are out there and, and just consistently doing it. So, uh, good, good. So, um, you've really kind of like focused down on the, the, the rooming houses or the micro apartments. And, and yeah. I've, got, I've got to say as well, that, that training comes from the uh there's master classes on it there's webinars on it it's just a matter of looking at uh, and even going to the website um and looking under rooming houses and you'll mm -hmm. find you'll find all the training on there i know that i think the teams up with uh with mark mark baker mark baker yep and you probably you know connect with him a lot as well yes <laughs> we we catch up on all sorts of different things with regards to rooming and 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 there's a there's you know just to go a little bit more philosophically as to why we've chosen rooming uh, yes it does deliver from a portfolio perspective but at the higher level you know we see rooming as a very strong solution to the accommodation challenges that Australia is facing not just today but are going to be facing for quite some time in, in the years to come so we have gotten behind rooming because we see it as you know if, if you look in, in, our, in our world, when we look at the normal distribution of, of, of people coming into property and coming out of property, the people at the beginning, are it's hard. It's hard to get on the property ladder. So we see rooming as the ability for them to come in, have a roof over their head and be able to have a fixed cost associated to you know, the accommodation. It's fully furnished. 
all utilities, it's got Wi-Fi. So it, it, it starts to allow them to have a fee that they're just paying to allow them to save, to be able to then um, enter into the, the property market. It might take them two years, three years, four years to get there, but at least they've got somewhere that is their own, is safe, and you know they, they can stay in. And then you've got the demographic narrative, you know, the further down in life. So that 50 to 55 year old, and you've probably heard the, the statistics around the divorcees, male and female, where they are struggling, you know, to, to have ha uh, housing. So we see rooming as not the solution, it is a solution um, for uh, housing. And then the second aspect of it is, is that the we, we've begun to do joint ventures. And one of the main reasons that we've started to do joint ventures is because it solves that problem and because it's, it's an asset that has a high yield. So there are lots of investors that are looking to put money into property and the rooming house uh, application is a high yielding asset. So we've been able to bring our skills together from a property development perspective with joint venture partners to allow us to solve the first problem and also give them a win in terms of the income and the return that it, it uh, brings. And then the next tab off the rank is we want to continue doing that. We operate predominantly in Brisbane City Council. Um, that obviously has now widened to Queensland. And we're keen to continue doing that in Queensland, Victoria, Western Australia. Hopefully New South Wales will get their act together in a, in a year or so. Mm -hmm. um, but, but that's very much why we've chosen rooming um, because it ticks all the boxes. There's green lights. It's a win for us in terms of our peg in the sand. It's a win for the tenants because you know there's a massive crisis. And it's a win for an investor because it's a great asset to put in their portfolio. So that's one of the reasons why we've, we've concentrated around rooming as a strategy. Win, 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 hey? Win, win, win. Yeah. That's right. Awesome, awesome. Now, um, with, with where you're at, can we get a bit of an overview of, of what you've been able to achieve, you know, and what are we looking at? We're looking at about eight years now since you- Yeah, yeah. So, you, so you, you've, you've created a bit, a bit of a portfolio, haven't you? Well, you could say that, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> um, at, at a reasonably high level, I, I, I have my notes in front of me. I just want to be accurate. Um, we started it in 2015. And we've been able to create an, or acquire um, 18 properties, so one eight. Um, they're about 16 and a half million in value. Uh, they're about six, six and a half million in equity. And their gross income is around the 775K mark. Um, and I will add to that, that we do have some sites that we have acquired that will be developed to micro apartments. Um, but those numbers I haven't included for obvious reasons because they don't exist at the moment. Yep. Um, but that gives you a flavor as to what we've been able to do since 2015. Awesome, awesome. So you've, um, and can I ask when you, when you first started, so you've, you've built up a $16 million portfolio um, with 6 million in equity. Where were, you, where were you at when you started? Did you have any, I mean, obviously you didn't have anywhere near that, but, but, but what's, what's that transition from that eight years? Sure. Um, we had at the time, we had our PPR. Mm -hmm. um, 
from memory, we had maybe about 600K in equity in the PPR at the time. So you've kind of timed it by 10. 10x. We have 10x. 10x. 10x in eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Super, super, super happy with it. But I, I can't stress, and I know I've used that word 700 times, but one of the most important things for us was being able to surround ourselves with people that knew. And Dimson talked about your A team. I 100% buy into my A team, as in, I've got a go to for finance, go to for legal, a go to for planning. And that's the, those, you know, I've probably got six to eight, you know, trusted advisors because I don't, I don't, I will never know the details. Um, but I have a team around me that understand intimately, you know, that what, you know, what's that one inch deep, one, one mile, one inch wide, one mile deep. Yep. Um, yep. That, that's, that's the team that I surround myself with. Um, but ultimately, we're the driving force. We're the ones that go, this is where we're going. This is why we're getting there. And the team around us shows us how to get there. And we execute. Mm. Awesome. Fantastic. Great to mention that as well. Because, um, and it's probably, I would imagine um, that coming from the corporate side of things, once again, I'm going back to that because it's, it's, it's where you've come from. And it's, it's, it's my obviously it's a very, it's a, yeah, it's very much a strong part of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been something that's in your corporate life. You would have been done on a regular basis anyway. Oh, a hundred percent. I think, you know, I've been in the corporate world 25 plus years. Um, Corporate world, I, I loved to bits. I, I had amazing experiences in the corporate world. It's because of the corporate world that taught me how to absorb and execute, how to mm-hmm. absorb more and execute more. Um, and, and I think you, your, your point is spot on, Michael, that without taking training in and then you know making it be relevant to what you're trying to achieve, and then executing on it, you've got to go full full cycle, you've got to go full circle. Um, and I think that the only reason that, well, not the only reason, one of the main reasons that we've been as successful in such a short space of time is that we have recognized the value of training, knowledge, collaboration. And all we've done is taken all of those tools and applied it in a different context. I hope everyone's picking up on this because mm. Seamus, you've gone through and you've described this again and again and again, and you're going over these points again and again. It's the, it's the, it's the training, it's the application execution. Uh, and it's the value of this and it's coming from your background and now you've just applied it here. So yeah. um, we, we see this again and again with the successful students. They, they treat the training like a university course, like a training course, like a TAFE course, whatever you want to call it. Um, but then there's a, there, there is that, that application it's learning and then applying, learning, then applying. Um, yeah. And, um, I mean, I'll, I'll give you a, a, a very simple example. I mean, it's funny to hear Jensen still says these things today. And I lived it where we had bought things in our personal name. Right. I was like, oops. <laughs> um, and, and we just didn't know what we didn't know. 
right? We didn't know about asset protection. We were, I was like, what do you mean? Um, and, and being able to align ourselves with the skill sets that understood these things and being able to take us from theory to execution, I can't stress how much, I, I yes, I, I, I grew up in the corporate world, um, but one of the things that we, we get taught in the corporate world is that get to know what you don't know as quickly as possible. Mm. And that's how you advance, but you've got to execute on it. You, you, if you don't execute on it, well, you, you're, not, you're not going to get very far too fast. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, now, Seamus, you, you've, you've gone through, obviously, your portfolio, you, you've built it up, um, and you've also talked about your corporate kind of life. Mm -hmm. um, are you still in your corporate life? I, I, have, I am not, Michael. I am not. Um, and that, that was one of the milestones on our trajectory. Um, you know, we, we started this journey uh, with the intention of getting to the point of replacing salaries. Um, and we got on this journey to give us the time to live on our terms while we wanted to, to, to you know, live our days. Um, and I'm happy to say that as of 2023, I do not have a corporate job. So you're unemployed. Uh, you, you could say that, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. In, yeah. A, in a good way. In a, in good, a, in way. a good way. Yeah. In a very good way. In a good also, way. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> yeah. A bit of a joke there, obviously. But yeah. Um. So, so out of interest, so if if you've managed to be able to obviously move away from, can I ask from a cash flow? You you've got you've done the gross of the of the cash flow, so you've got enough net to now. That's it. No, no, no longer need to work. Is that um? Yeah. Have Have you got an amount there that you're happy to share of? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable to say that the net is uh, north of 255k. Okay, okay, great. Awesome, awesome. So corporate job, that's it. You're done. You're dusted. Yeah. You're... <laughs> was, was, was it actually hard to leave? I Let's put it this way. Uh, I definitely do miss some aspects. Definitely, um, I miss the collaboration. Uh, in terms, I'm a very people person, um, and I do miss that. But in saying that, I I I, I have replaced it for one of a better term, um, in a slightly different context. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'd say it 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 wasn't an easy kind of like you know I'm out. Um, it it was more of a a transition. This is this is where I'm heading. This is why I'm heading there. Yeah. Um, as opposed to just a set function, um, see you later. Um, and I still, I'm, you know, I've, I've built my career in Australia uh, from a corporate perspective. And I'm proud to say that, you know, I, I have, you know, hundreds of, of great colleagues across Australia and New Zealand and Asia um, that I still uh, will, you know, engage with and stay in contact with. And because I'm a believer of, you know, it's about the people irrespective of the role or the context. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. Uh, now, there's a question that's come up in regards to overseas. So you've done all of this, obviously, in Australia. In Australia, yeah. yeah. Are, are, are you looking at the potential of, of going overseas as well, or is you just like you're, you're, you're comfortable with where you're at? Um, I, I, I answer to that is yes. Um, our vision for uh, rooming um, does take it, state by state and eventually, you know, uh, internationally. 
Um, I do have investment um, internationally. Um, they were just, you know, from an asset um, comes, um, sort of spreading the, 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 the investments into different countries. We do have investments in the UK. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, in property. In property, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Now, on a, on a bit of a different kind of viewpoint, um, is there, there's one thing that I, that I really want to kind of find out from you, and that is that um, whenever you're going on a journey like this, and you've obviously, this is, this is quite amazing what you've achieved in this period of time. We often see the good side. Thank you. But we often don't see that, uh, you know, you know, everyone says, oh, it's an overnight success or something. Well, it's not because it's eight years, right? <laughs> but also it's like, um, what happens when you run into a problem? Have you run into a problem where you go, I have no idea of how am I going to, how, how am I going to get through this? What's the, how do I resolve this? Because I, I really want to just, if you can share a little bit about when things come up, how do you deal with it? What's your mindset? How, you know, do you get stuck on things and you go, oh, no, I've got no idea. Like, you know, can you share a little bit about, you know, maybe a problem or something that's come up for you? Sure. And how you've um, dealt with it? I, I'd say that the, the journey has been, you know, in terms of time, um, it feels like overnight, um, you know, but it's, it's been eight or nine years. Um, in terms of every deal, there's been something that's popped up. Um, um, I'd say to give you an example, we had a scenario with uh, planning mm -hmm. and you know, you go into it with as much due diligence as possible. And you know, you recognize, you know, these are the constraints that you can work with, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, planning rule changes. Mm -hmm. um, and it is what it is. And, you know, what, what you have to then do is you have to rely on the experts that you have built in your team and you come up with contingency plans. It's like, okay, this is the scenario. We could do this, or we could do this, or we could do that. So I think to answer your question, Michael, every deal has thrown something our way, every deal. Um, and I think the way that we've always dealt with it is let's get the best of the best to kind of go, well, what are the options that we have here? Um, and every option has a pro and a con or two pros and two cons. And you have to kind of go, well, what's the best that we can do with the scenario that we have? And I'll use that word again, execute on it. You, you've got to move past it. You've got to go, well, this turned up. That's great. Let's now work with it. Um, and yeah, I'd say, I can't think of a deal. <laughs> I cannot think of a deal that something didn't pop up. I, I, I'll give you some, I'll give you an example. We were doing rooming in Queensland last year. Everyone knows what happens to um, prices and what happened to uh, services in terms of trades. So we had a scenario turn up where the builders like, this is the scenario. I we're gonna have to look at prices. We're gonna have to look at costs. And you know, I looked at it very pragmatically and going, this is not just our deal. This is affecting the industry. Um, so we just have to look at it pragmatically, figure out what we could achieve and what we couldn't achieve, and then come to a conclusion and move past it, move forward, keep going. So yeah, Michael, every deal has had something pop up. Mm. 
but the key point here is that you you're not expecting it but you're prepared for it spot on, you're, you're, spot on. you know and that and it, once again goes back to the training goes back to the training <laughs> yeah a hundred percent i mean the it's 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 one of these things, right? Of course, you're going to do your due diligence, right? Of course, you're going to make sure that, you know, you've got contingency. Of course, you're going to do all those things because that is what you're trained to do. That's the path that you take. But let's face it, stuff happens. I'm pretty sure nobody was expecting COVID to turn up, mm. right? So we had to work through that, right? It's, it's, it's just something that you have to be aware of going into anything, that something is going to turn up that you have to be prepared for. You don't know what it's going to be, but you have to have, you, you know, your, your, your team around you. And I think, Michael, as you said, you have to have the mindset to go, what are we going to do? And let's do it. It's, it's one of the reasons why I asked the question, because you're going to approach it from, like you said, a very pragmatic approach 100%. to a problem um, and not get caught up in the emotions. Because I know that we've seen sometimes people, you get emotional, it's like, oh no, what am I going to do? And, and the emotions tend to take control. You don't, you don't, you know, and this is probably coming from your corporate training. Mm-hmm. The fact that you go, well, I just got to be pragmatic about it. What am I going to do? Okay. Lean on the professionals. And that's, um, yeah. I, I, I can't stress the, 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 the network around, you know, that, that inch wide, you know, mile deep, there's a lot of, of intellectual property and value that, that rallies around at those times. So it's not about going, oh my God, well, you know, what? Well, it's just me. It's like, well, actually it's not. There's a team of us. We're going to solve this. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one of those sayings that said, a problem shared is a problem halved. Spot, spot on. So it's like, if you keep it to yourself, it's, it could become overwhelming. The way to, you know, deal with that is share it, especially with a team member around you, the community, whoever, that can actually halve that problem and dissolve it and be able to help out and, and to solve it, yeah? Yeah, and and then you, you learn from it, right? Is that all of a sudden you're like, ah, okay, now I can mitigate that. So it's, it's, it's I'm a big fan of, you know, when you find a problem, you kind of go, great, I've learned and grown through that. So the next time it's like, I expected that. That's it. Problems are an opportunity to learn. Always. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Actually, I interviewed Mark. He said the same thing. He said, problems? What? No, I don't have any problems. <laughs> and I'm like, but what happens when something comes up? He says, oh, oh, you just deal with it. You know, you just work it out. You just learn some way of resolving it. He just, he had no attention on any problems. <laughs> no, it's an opportunity. I, I 100% agree. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Hey, um, so, um, Seamus, how is your life different now? It's a lot different now. <laughs> um, and, and, and I mean that in a sense of, you know, we, we have an opportunity to live life, you know, on our terms. But I must admit, I, I do spend a lot of time now in property world. I spend a significant amount of time, you know, around that 18. Um, and we spend a lot of time in that creation mode. So I mentioned a little bit about, we do have some sites that we've acquired that we take into the next level. So now I've been able to spend more time, um, you know, doing that. But as I, as I said earlier on, that's because I've had a passion for property. I've, I've had a passion for creativity. I've had a passion for, you know, solving that challenge, as we said, in the housing, um, you know, crisis that we're having. So life is... You know, I'm doing everything that I want to do now. Nice, nice. On your terms. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's essentially what you wrote down in your peg in the sand. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Well, I'm going to do it how we want to do it. Yeah. You know? Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, and it's been a great ride. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I must say, Michael, I think that's really important as well is that it's, it's not the, the destination is incredibly important. But and let me tell you, the journey is as much fun. Um, it's, it's, it's been an amazing journey. The people that we, we, we've met, the people that we hang out with, um, you know, the, you know, taking investors around Australia, it's, 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 yeah, it's been brilliant. The journey has been phenomenal. Awesome. Awesome. Seamus. Awesome. Hey, um, if you were to have like a new student just come into the community, they're brand new, they're super excited like you were when you first joined still am. You know, still am, yeah yeah in a different way in a different way without the results as yet but the enthusiasm yeah um what advice would you give them i think i think it comes down to maybe three things i think the first is to be able to have within some certainty why they're wanting this just just how and, and it doesn't need to be massively blue sky it just needs to be something small that they can conceptualize quantify and go this is why i'm doing this and an example of that could be you know our ours was you know yes it was about replacing you know income um it could be something along the lines of that we want to be able to um, have a holiday. We want to be able to just something that they can, you know, just um, wrap their motivation behind. And then I think it becomes the, 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 the training and the access to information is as deep as it is wide. And my experience of it is that we went very tight, very quickly. And the only reason we were able to do that is we went after the strategy that gave us the goal mm. as opposed to, and, and I, I obviously, I still jump on webinars. I still see a lot of the, the, the questions. And my biggest piece of advice is try to go as narrow as possible to deliver to one of those goals. And the third, which probably is equally as important to the first two, is then execute on it. Do it. Um, so I would say a new person coming in, just conceptualize, conceptualize a goal, find a strategy that will deliver that goal, and then work with the team around you, because they're everywhere, to execute on it. And rinse and repeat those three things. And then all of a sudden you'd be like, wow, that journey got me here. That that's that's how I would I would because that's how we did it. Mm -hmm. I like that focus point too. You're focusing on the strategy that's gonna deliver the goal. Each of those three things tie in with each other. They tie 100%. in with each other. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. And you know, and I, I I enjoy jumping on the webinars. I enjoy um, you know, hearing all the new stuff because that's basic. The market's changing all the time. So I'm always jumping on to hear where things are going next. 
But I must say the consistent message that I see in some of the chats is it's so diverse, right? Um, and I would always go the other way and go find a goal, find the strategy and execute it and then rinse and repeat it. Because complete transparency, we're focused on micro apartments and that's what we're doing. Because mm. there's a smorgasbord out there. That's there what Jim said. There's a smorgasbord of strategies and it's, yeah, yeah. Focus on that. Uh, that very much a strategic plan. 100%. Very much a strategic plan. Awesome, awesome. Um, one last thing: What would you tell others about the community if you if you met somebody outside and someone's going, "Hey, you know, you're into property or something. What's what's the deal? You know, what's what's your so I love real estate, you know, program and this woman called Dipner. I see a pop up. What would you say? <laughs> it's it, it's funny, right? Because I do, I I got you know different you know social circles. Obviously, a lot in the property world, but there there are people that I still come across you know, that aren't into property, but are interested in property. And the first thing I tell them is, if you're not part of I Love Real Estate, then I don't know where else you should be. Um, and I, 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 I openly say that to anyone and everyone. I encourage them to go to the first webinar. I, I will go and find something on my phone. I'll SMS it to them and go, this is the next one that's coming up. Just check it out. Um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of the community. I'm a big fan of obviously the results that it's uh, delivered to us, um, but I would absolutely say unequivocally, join. <laughs> Just join. Um, and, you know, I, again, I, I was in that seat. I went to that one day, right? And I was like, this is mind-blowing in terms of the content and if this is what I'm getting on a day for free, <laughs> let's sign up. Let's go. Um, that's the message that I consistently give when I, I, I gave that message maybe a week ago to a friend. Fantastic. Fantastic. I uh, love it. Absolutely love it. Um, so, yeah, so precise, so direct. Um, <laughs> Shameless, I, do, awesome. I do get that feedback I'm a little bit direct <laughs> yeah 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 indeed indeed and um now I just I just want to clarify as well you've done all of this just with the ultimate program um I have done a significant amount of this with the ultimate program and what I mean by that is but obviously I then have the eight the, you know those those experts that I work with. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I guess the best way to explain it is I can get, I get access to the big picture. Mm -hmm. I can then go deep to understand. And then when it comes to execution, I then have to bring in the expert. So I hundred percent use the program constantly but I then utilize the skills and resources of the experts to bring a strategy to fruition, if that makes sense. Absolutely. But um, I suppose what I'm saying is that you, you haven't upgraded to the quantum program. Oh, no, 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 yep. no. Sorry. Fantastic. Yeah. So quite, no, no, I'm just saying that it's, it's phenomenal results for diving into the ultimate program, continuing through. And I think, uh, I, I suppose the, the, the point I'm trying to make here is that, you know, when you come in, you think, oh, what, you know, what training do I need to do? And you've just illustrated that getting into the ultimate program, learning, going through, getting focused, 
on the strategy that you need to implement to achieve your goals and application and execution delivers this result to you. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, sorry, I, I misinterpreted your question. Um, spot on, I, I've always been ultimate. Um, I, I, as I said, I, you, you throw me content, I'll absorb it. Um, and, you know, it, it really does then come down to executing on it based upon where we want to go. You know, yeah. I've got colleagues that are ultimate as well. They're going a different direction. Do we hang out? Absolutely. But do we learn the same things? No, because their strategy is slightly different to mine. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Seamus, um, I've really enjoyed catching up, have a chat. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, Michael. Same. I, I, you took me back through that journey, which was fun. <laughs> good, good. Well, it's, it's, it's been a fascinating and, uh, and super inspiring as well to see what you've been able to achieve in, in, you know, in those couple of years. Um, and I've really got to say, it's just, it's so heartwarming to see that, you know, you've taken up the training, you've applied it, you've executed, and you've ended up with the results that you have, yeah. um, achieving your peg in the sand. And that's, and that's, that's all what the whole I Love Real Estate community is all about. It's really yeah. is, um, you know, if you have a look at what, um, you know, Dimna does and why she does it, it's so that you can achieve what you want to achieve. You can achieve your dreams and you can get out there and, and uh, to use your words, live life on your terms. hundred percent. And, and Michael, can I use this opportunity as well to thank you um, in particular, because the work that you specifically do in terms of the webinars and the training and, you know, all of the social stuff that you do, and obviously in the, the lives when I get to see you, um, it's, it's testament to your passion it's testament to you know your dedication to helping others on their journey, um, and I I genuinely, honestly, sincerely thank you and uh, the and the team because without you and uh, the group we wouldn't have been able to achieve what we have. So thank you very much. Ah, uh, it's an absolute pleasure. You know, um, you can you can clearly tell um, within the community, um, you know, all of the team that Dimna has around her. They love what they do, mm. and, and they really and they really want the best. There's there's this alignment that's there. So, but but thank you, I really appreciate that. And um, um, and I think it's one of those things that when I first got involved, you know, many years ago, yeah, um, that's what I noticed. I noticed Dimna had this kind of magnetic personality that brings those people that are aligned with her for the right reasons around her. And if you yeah. have a look at the community, all you have to do, just go and post anything within the community and you can see that same response coming back. Um, and that uh, this I Love Realist community, it's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see. It's so nice to see someone who has some kind of concern and there's so many people that will come in supportive, help, helping offerings of, of different things. It's, um, uh, and we need that, I think, as a as a community and the lifestyle we have in this kind of modern, you know, digital age. Yeah, it's, it's great yeah. to have that. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much, guys. And I've seen some of the the comments. Thank you for joining. Thank you for your questions. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome, awesome. Well, Seamus, really appreciate you taking out the time. Yeah. Um, fantastic results. Awesome, awesome. Well done, well done. Um, and uh, yeah, really appreciate you being open and and upfront and, and sure. sharing that. And um, the super conference is coming up at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And there's Dimner often puts out this opportunity for you to share your story. So, yeah, um, maybe a good idea to have a look at that. Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. I'll 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 I will definitely um, 
craft something and put it put it in because yeah I I I I was there and I still am here and I will always be part of the network because as I said I've got some great friends in the network and I encourage people into the network yeah um, so yeah I, I'll be more than happy to put something forward fantastic fantastic awesome um well look that uh that wraps up this session today uh gone a little bit over time but ben's been absolutely well worth it so thank you everybody for joining seamus once again really appreciate you taking out the time and to to be open and sharing your story uh we're going to leave it there have a fantastic friday afternoon have a fantastic weekend um and uh remember if you get an opportunity get into that training (laughs) (laughs) go and do your peg in the sand yeah yeah (laughs) you know get aligned get focused you know find that strategy and then execute 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 that's the <laughs> if there's really... one word is execution <laughs> in the right way in the right of course way. of course right <laughs> all right we're going to end Thanks, it there Michael. awesome thank you Seamus thank you very much for joining us we're going to Pleasure. end up and we'll see everyone later okay bye now bye, bye.